And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Good afternoon, how are we? Here we are on one of the most spectacular Friday afternoons. We've seen some good weather lately, um, but this is just another mint day, isn't it? It is, pound for pound, Mm -hmm. the best day in a very, very long time because there's no wind. Yep. And the sun has come out to play. Yep. I know some people might wish for it to be a little bit warmer, but don't panic. No. Summer will come, let exactly. me tell you. And then there'll be people running around saying, oh, my God, it's too hot. And for me, this is perfect, right? So anything you can get from sort of 16 to 23, 24 with no mm. wind, give me that all year. Yeah. Keep your 33s, keep <laughs> your 34s. That, that little window there, I think that's the sweet spot. So. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really very, very pleasant. So let's ruin everybody's afternoon by talking <laughs> money matters. Well, uh, let's do it. Sorry, okay then. <laughs> how, can I make, how can I make a contribution to superannuation and lower my tax? Now, you know, my question, Luke, is how can I get somebody else to make contributions to my super? Yes, exactly. That's the $60 million question. Mm. And this is coming up more and more. And I guess today is just around trying to provide some clarity in relation to how you can do it. Because I find some assumptions that I hear are really quite enlightening um, about what you can and can't do. So I just want to sort of be specific and say a deductible contribution is where you put money into super and claim a tax deduction for that act. Mm -hmm. Now, the three primary ways you can do that, you've got old school salary sacrifice. And prior to them changing the legislation a number of years ago, that was the only way that you could go to your employer and say, hey, Mr. Employer, please put $10,000 over the next 12 months into my superannuation and take it out of my my salary, reduce my fortnightly remuneration, put some in there, I'll pay 15% tax and you take care of it for me. Now, there's a generation of people out there that are adamant that that is still the only way you can do it. Um, and today, again, it's just about clarifying that you can now make and have been able to for quite a while, you can direct money into superannuation under what's called a personal deductible contribution. And all that means is you take money that you have in your hot little hand, your offset account, your Powerball winnings, your wife's account, wherever you want to get it from, that's fine, and you direct that money into superannuation. In doing so, you must notify the fund that you intend to claim a tax deduction. And the reason that you have to do that, excuse me, is that a superannuation fund will assume by default that you are making a tax-free contribution first. And then you must lodge what's called a notice of intent. And so you put your $10,000 into super on the 1st of June, up to your limits, thresholds permitting, then you write to the fund and you say, hey, Mr. ABC Superfund, I've put in $10,000 and I'm claiming a tax deduction. And what that tells the fund is you need to remit the 15% contributions tax to the ATO. Now, people keep in mind, no form, no deduction. I don't ever say you must do something in my industry, but this is one of the few musts that can avoid a lot of tears and a lot of frustrations because people say, oh, I don't have to salary sacrifice. I can put money in on the 1st of June. Great. And they'll go and throw money into super and they'll come into my office. I'll say, so you sent them in the notice to get the deduction? Notice? What Mm -hmm. notice? So money in, notice in, and then the fund will write back to you and say, hey, Leon, 
thanks for putting in $10,000, and your accountant is going to want that communication. So keep that because the paperwork trail here yeah. is really important. So the whole point of that exercise is that you can put the money into superannuation uh, using funds that you already have, which means these are funds on which you have done or will do pay tax. Potentially. Uh, they yep. would be part of your taxable income. So if you put them into the super fund and then claim the tax deduction, it reduces your taxable income. Uh, but the proviso there is you have to do the paperwork so that the super fund knows that they need to pay the 15% contribution tax on that. Now, my question is, if you forget, if you don't understand the system, if you put the money in without doing that form, mm -hmm. it's too late to claim your tax deduction, isn't it? So what actually happens? You've paid money out of already post-tax funds, haven't you? Correct. So you're exactly right. You have some time after you make the contribution, and it's generally prior to the fund lodging that year's tax return. So you'd need to know when your particular fund does all their paperwork. I always say to people, while you're thinking about it and it's front of mind, put your money in, send your form in, you're good. Mm -hmm. People put stuff in and, oh, I'll do that later. That's exactly when these things happen. Now, no form, no deduction. That means that it's treated as a non-concessional contribution. So you're exactly right. You've taken already taxed money potentially, put it into superannuation and got absolutely no tax advantage for doing so. Now, that's not all bad because you have got money in a more concessionally taxed environment yep. because the earnings tax rate in super is a maximum of 15%. That may be less than your marginal tax rate. But if you've taken that out of your offset account, for example, to put it into superannuation and you've neglected to send that notice of intent in and missed out on the deduction, you've now got an increased interest component on your mortgage that you've right. got no tax offset for. So again, the paperwork here is vital. Okay. Would there ever be circumstances where you might choose to do that deliberately, where you, it might be yeah. better to not claim the tax deduction? Yeah, 100%. So when we're talking about making the contribution, you always need to start with why, as I say regularly, because making a non-concessional contribution can be very, very advantageous when it comes to maximising the capital value of a pension before you commence it. It's a great way to reset the taxable and tax-free components for the next generation inside your superannuation. It could also be a very good way of getting in sale proceeds from an external asset into superannuation as well. So a deductible contribution and a tax-free contribution have their own merit. So it's not that you've totally missed out on the benefit of super because you have got the money in there. However, if you're doing it and your primary driver for doing it is to lower your taxable income, then you're going to forego that tax benefit, which could be 24 25 30% on the money that you put in. So the saving can be significant depending on the figures that you're talking about. Now, if I remember correctly, there are limits on how much you can put in. Exactly right. So the annual limit is 27500 And under the catch-up concessional legislation, where you have less than $500,000 in super at 30 June of the year prior, you can catch up any space that you haven't used from 2019 onwards. And that simply means... If the limit is 25000 a year, which it was in 2019, and you only put in ten, you've got 15000 that you can use from that financial year in this current period and claim that in addition to your annual contribution. So the catch-up concessional legislation is very powerful. 
And that's why I want people to be clear about how you can get the money in because you may be able to salary sacrifice $40,000 of your wages. You might sell an asset and have cash in the bank in May and put a huge contribution in using those catch-up rules in June to lower the capital gains tax on the sale of an asset. Or you can also use a third strategy, which is called an in-specie transfer. So you might have $50,000 of Commonwealth bank shares and you can transfer them in-specie. And that just means in their current form, you can transfer them into your superannuation fund, provided your superannuation fund will receive and allow that type of contribution and then claim that as a tax deduction as well. So there are three primary ways to get it in. One is salary sacrifice, one is personal deductible contribution, and the other one is an in-specie transfer where you have assets as opposed to cash and you wanna make a contribution to your fund. That raises a question for me. If you're transferring shares that you already own into your super fund, mm -hmm. is there not stamp duty? There's no stamp duty. There could be, there could be capital gains tax on the sale of the share. Um, so you need to consider those tax factors prior to doing it. But if you had shares and didn't have cash and needed to get money in to lower your taxable income because you sold an investment property, then you consider the capital gains tax because it's treated as a sale. You would also then look to try and move that money into superannuation and then facilitate the necessary paperwork in relation to whether you do or don't want to make a contribution. So we always look at it and say, am I eligible to contribute? <coughs> then we say, how do I want to contribute? And then the last part of that strategy consideration is what paperwork is required for the type of contribution that I wish to select. So Luke, what should people keep in mind when thinking about the right contribution for them? So for me, I separate salary sacrifice and personal deductible contributions considering the following key things. If you're a maniac and you can't save, go to your employer and salary sacrifice directly from them because if you have no self-control, it's very difficult to try and get to June and say, I'm going to put $10,000 in if you know you can't save it during the year. So if you're one of those people, then go to your employer and say, look, I'd like to salary sacrifice. Can you do it for me? And then you live off the pay that you get each fortnight or each month and that removes the temptation. If you are a good saviour and you have a non-deductible home loan, then think about filling up your offset account throughout the year and then making a deductible contribution using proceeds from an offset account in June. That way you've had two uses for the same money. You've reduced the interest expense on your home and then you can draw it out and make a deductible contribution. That should then increase the tax return value of your annual lodgement and that tax return money that you get back that's been increased goes back into the offset account. So that's another way of using this strategy for those people that are, you know, diligent savers. Remember, you must lodge a notice of intent, no form, no deduction. So make sure you understand what it is, how to fill it out, and that you do lodge it with the fund. And make sure that you collect the communication that the fund will send to you, confirming that they have processed it correctly. Because most accountants will want a copy of that so that your tax return and the super funds tax return meet up in ATO heaven. I think people should also consider their caps and their limits and look to see if there are opportunities to increase the amount of money that you can take out. And also keep in mind that you have the ability to start a pension, provided that you've met your Commonwealth preservation age. You can start a pension, take money out of your super fund, 
and then add that same cash straight back into another super fund as a funding mechanism. Then we have the last one that we touched on, which is an in-specie transfer. I have assets as opposed to cash. I'd like to move those into superannuation and claim a tax deduction. Check with your fund and make sure they allow that type of contribution. It's not always allowed, so you must. This is very much a fund by fund thing, and you can then move your fifty thousand dollars of CBA shares into the superannuation fund, considering all of those factors that we just touched on. Can I make a contribution? Do I have room in my caps? Am I able to transfer it because the fund allows it? And then I've lodged the appropriate paperwork to get the best tax outcome possible during or leading into the end of the financial year. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about how can I make a contribution to superannuation and lower my tax. It's 12 minutes to five. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Friday afternoon, and that means Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio. And today we're talking about making a contribution to superannuation and at the same time, lowering your tax. Luke, it sounds too good to be true. Well, I think it's just about being aware that it's there. And like everything, considering your broader situation and being proactive around the strategies that you use whilst working and leading into retirement to optimise the potential for you to achieve your goals, which ultimately is what any sort of planning discussion is about. So it's, it's important that people understand the various ways that you can make contributions. And as we said before the ad break, old school salary sacrifice still works. Great for the maniacs who can't save. Love it. Personal deductible contributions, taking your own money and putting it in, you get exactly the same tax outcome. I find people also go, oh, but that's after-tax money, it's different, it's different. No, it's not. You're just claiming a tax deduction and funding it with your own cash as opposed to using your employer. For those that are in an employee arrangement and get charged for salary sacrifice or have to deal with an outsourced HR centre that I find a really difficult to get anything done proactively, a personal deductible contribution may be better for you because there's no cost to do it and you can actually be in control of the paperwork. I think people also need to think about how they're going to fund it. Do I have cash? Have I sold an asset? Have I inherited some money? Did I win Powerball? Do I have an offset account that has money in it that I could pull out at 5%, put it into super and get a 25% or more tax benefit depending on your marginal tax rate. So think about where you can get your money. The other one that surprises people is you have the ability to start a transition to retirement pension. If you're over 60, take out $20,000 from super, put $20,000 into another super fund and claim that same cash as a tax deduction. You've paid nothing taking it out as a pension over 60. You're getting a tax benefit putting it back into superannuation. And if it's come out of a cash account in your pension and gone into a cash account in your super fund, I'd argue that you haven't taken on any extra risk in doing that. So think about ways that you can use the resources that are available to you. Think about the best way for you to manage it, your personality, your cash flow, and the temptations that you can or can't control. If you get your fortnightly pay every week, go to the stew store and buy 15 pairs of Jordans, then a personal deductible contribution is probably not going to be good for you. I'd go to my employer in that situation and say, hey, can you put this in for me? before I get my pay, so at least you know that it's been facilitated and you can live on what's left. So do what's right for you. Make sure you get your paperwork right. As we said before the ad break, notice of intent, no notice, no deduction, lots of tears, and they're only yours, okay? The super fund will write back to you, collect that communication, give that to your accountant, and then your tax return and the ATO's tax return will meet up in ATO heaven. And I think people should also consider doing a little something 
a little sooner. Even if you do a little bit of contribution as opposed to reaching the concessional maximum, over time that compounding benefit of building wealth in a very tax-effective environment is going to be advantageous for you leading into retirement and help you maximise the capital from which a pension could be drawn to fund the lifestyle that you want to have. So think about doing it. You don't have to go full ball out of the gates. Build it up over time and be rock solid with your paperwork so that you know that whatever you want to achieve, you've been able to achieve. And remember that you can transfer assets without having the cash into your superannuation fund. Make sure your fund allows it. And that's an in-specie transfer that can be very, very helpful as well. Indeed. And I guess if there's one lesson to be taken out of today, make sure you file that paperwork. Paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. It's 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 very, very important um, because a lot of people don't recognise the, the vital nature of the assumptions that your fund makes that everything is tax-free by default. And as the form is named, a notice of intent. I'm giving you notice of my intention, not their intention, and they will remit the tax for you. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, office number, still 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. That's Envision with an E. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. You can like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we have all of the shows and the recordings each week. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got The Strategy Stacker handle on the Tiki Tocker. And it's all detailed in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, which is out in all good bookstores and all online outlets. Fantastic, Luke. We'll catch you next Friday. See you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial back again at the same time next Friday.